Hello, hello, and hello, everybody! Welcome back for another episode. If not now, when? Today I have an incredible, incredible guest, David Franklin, to join me today, and my friend. He is so, so incredible. First of all, you need to know about David. Is David has such a big heart. He is a Navy veteran. So thank you, David. First of all, for serving our country. Second of all,、uh, David is a passionate technologist. He has over two and a half decades of years experience in the technology world, my friend. He participated not only one, two IPOs, and launched over ten applications in the market. Wow, what a genius!、Uh, he also the founder and CEO for NoRx. His passion is truly to help promote the well-being through the online platform for the patient as well as the physician engagement. With that, my friend, I am just so excited to welcome David to the show. Thank you, thank you, David, and we are so excited to have you today. Thank you, Wen. It's it's an incredible time to be here today.、Uh, the journey that has brought us together to have this conversation. So it's exciting to、uh, speak to you and the audience. Amazing. So, David, tell us. You know, your journey is so incredible. How does all that magic begin?、Uh, well, it doesn't start with a straight line. It's a very, very crooked line to success, or、um, I, I wouldn't even call it success because you know that's a, a different、uh, thought process. It's it's more about enjoying the the path of the arrow in flight to its destination. If that makes sense. So for me,、um, you know, I was I was born in St. Louis,、uh, grew up in Southern California for a little while. We moved back to rural Missouri.、Uh, from there, I went into the Navy and spent eight years and had a very, very nice decorated naval career,、uh, which also、uh, participated in the first Gulf War.、Um, and then from there,、uh, I was fortunate en- enough,、um, and I didn't know any better. Um, that when I transitioned out, I went directly into work. So April sixteenth, I left the military. April seventeenth, I was an application engineer working、uh, Sybase、uh, Unix SQL for a, a company out of Boston, and that started my career. It was the next day right out of the military, and that was、wow. so routine being、uh, a military personnel enduring.、Um, Really embracing transition, embracing change, and just moving from one place to another and adapting. And I think that's really、uh, at the heart of a, a veteran entrepreneur or veteranpreneur is the ability、mm-hmm. to be resourceful and show grit and just be able to go in and to identify solutions、uh, when problems happen. But I started out my,、uh, we'll say, civilian career or transition career out of the military. Uh, and eventually, it brought me to Texas.、Uh, as you mentioned, I had two IPOs with、uh, companies here in Texas,、uh, wow. 2008 and 2009. And then after that, I went、wow. into consulting. By the way, that is the hardest two years to have IPOs. It was, and、uh, those were back to back. Wow! Within within a year time frame as well.、Mm-hmm. So. And I was fortunate enough that through my、uh, business experience in learning different trades and, and tools, that that skill set navigated me through different companies to learn、uh, field、mm-hmm. engineering, customer support, sales, marketing.、Uh, that technology、wow. was Salesforce.com.、Um, 
And being one of the first 500 certified on that platform, after those IPOs, I went into private consulting and I started out as what they call an ISV partner, where I was building applications for the Salesforce App Exchange. I became a member of their advisory board on the customer uh, app, uh, the app exchange. And then eventually, um, 2000, wow, I lose track of years because this is 2021. And uh, I think we all may want to forget 2020, but this probably was. <laughs> Uh, 2014, uh, 2015, I started a cloud co-op, which was a Salesforce consulting partner. What inspired uh, you to start that business, by the way? Um, it was, it was really aligning with Salesforce initiative to, uh, get veterans, military spouses into the workforce and help them through their transition. And mm -hmm. I, I by this time I had 20 years of civilian workforce experience and military experience. And I was mm -hmm. well. So um, we started a, a apprenticeship program for veterans um, mm -hmm. and transitioning military personnel to learn about Salesforce or if they were already certified to upskill their talents, to become developers and to advance their careers. Uh, all of that uh, afforded me the opportunity to be partner of the year in 2018 with Salesforce due to wow. our initiative to help veterans transition into the workforce. And every summer we, we ran a veterans, an online 10 week uh, veterans uh, transition success webinar. That's incredible. And I want to quickly ask you this uh, uh, question, David. It sounds like you, of course, have such a big heart. You want to support the veterans. You want to support, you know, people being through what you've been through and help them transition to the the, the workforce um but yeah before you start um the business was it easy to start or was it a hard journey were you always know that you're entrepreneurs it sounds like so natural for you to say you know from one opportunity to another i'm curious well there is a jumping off point um you know you you dabble around with consulting uh but there there was one point to where i knew i did not want to go back into corporate and sort of be isolated or uh, boxed into a specific role. I always felt like I could have a, a greater purpose, a greater cause, more impact if I had more control over what I was able to produce and provide back to the community. Um, so because of that, uh, at some point, you just have to jump off the cliff and go all into entrepreneurship. Uh, and that's what I did. And it was, you know, the first year of that, uh, was very difficult. Uh, you take a lot of losses, you learn a lot, uh, sort of self-taught from that point of view. And then you just matured the business year over year. One of the greatest things, not like, cause I, I started this mid year, the, the first full year, I remember, uh, going from December into January and all my, my dashboards reset to zero and it was heartbreaking. Um, the emotional impact of seeing everything. I felt like I lost everything from the previous year. And I, I just felt this heavy weight of having to start all over again. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, I have to do this all over again. And I was starting from zero. And I learned throughout that year, I'm not starting from zero. I'm starting from a higher level than where I was. So when I went into the next year, uh, say, you know, I had $900,000 in revenue, for example, uh, I'm not starting from zero. I'm starting at 900,000 and moving forward. 
So there's things we learn um, mm -hmm. going through this process. Now, although in 2018, I received partner of the year, we were approaching 2 million in business. Um, my father had health challenges. So for about six weeks, I went back and forth uh, from Austin to Columbia, Missouri, uh, visit mm -hmm. my father into the hospital. Within that same six weeks, I received the award from Salesforce. Wow. Came only days later to lose my father uh, and oh. he passed away. Uh, and that was a very difficult uh, situation. So I'm the youngest of seven. Uh, mm -hmm. As his son, I wanted to blame somebody. But as a technologist, I wanted to fix something. So I spent a lot of time speaking to the attendees, the physicians, the nurses of what took place in that scenario and sleeping out in the hallways of an ICU and seeing so many families within six weeks lose somebody important to them. Um, it weighs heavy on you and you see the consistency of too many people going through this and what is that protocol? And this is where I started thinking about um, what eventually became NORx. So after my father's passing, I took some time away from business and then I decided to sunset the consulting business and launched a new company, NORx. And I reached out to a good friend who I've, I've known for about 10 years, uh, Dr. James Powell out of Cincinnati, who's a biopharmaceutical bio uh, specialist over 24 years of executive experience in the pharmacology space. And we created NORx, Knowledge About Prescriptions. Because one of the things that you know I looked at is how can we improve the quality of life of, of a person uh, who's on medication? How, how we can increase their adoption and knowledge and understanding of what they're supposed to do in their engagement and their involvement in the healthcare system. And for the, wow. the healthcare system, it's more about a digital transformation to neurotechnology and meeting the people where they're at, which is on the phone in, in most cases. And this really goes beyond telehealth, which, which really became more apparent uh, during COVID. But here, um, and next week, next Friday, we turned two years old. Uh, yes! Very exciting. Congratulations, David. Very exciting. And we, we have revenue this month. So our first revenue. Um, wow. Years old. So it's a very exciting time for us. Uh, That's incredible. All the hard work. But you have this vision. Uh, we're, we're very passionate about empowering the patient. And we started on, uh, I enrolled in this accelerator, pre-seed accelerator called Founders Institution. Uh, mm -hmm. Institute out of Silicon Valley and they have local chapters all throughout the world. So I went to the one here in Austin that really helped us from a formation and uh, uh, company launching standpoint. Mm -hmm. Working on pitches, uh, product market fit, different things like this. And we started out on adherence. Uh, and if you can imagine in 2019, there were 4.3 billion prescriptions uh, dispersed in the United States. Only. Wow. Only 50% of those are followed through as ordered. Only and 24% are not even picked up. So wow. this this equates about a $350 billion healthcare cost every single year. Um, That's a big that through insurance, it all rolls back to us, the consumer, the buyer here. So these 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 are the things that we're trying to address uh, through our application, with accountability, with incentives and rewards, through gamification for the patient. 
and then uh, likewise for the physician for that engagement standpoint. But like everybody else, uh, 2020 happened and COVID took place and there was a major pandemic. So we had to make some adjustments in our roadmap. We brought some features forward um, to help us advance through um, and try to push our application to market. And in doing so, uh, we were able to get our first pilot, which starts next week in Cincinnati. Uh, so January 2021 is a very exciting month. A lot of this uh, has taken several months leading up to the execution and actually sort of go live. Um, and then you have holidays and different periods like this. And then, you know, from November through basically last week uh, where I was cleared, but three weeks, November, early December, I had COVID myself. And that was a very difficult processing through that. But, um, you know, I, I created the app NORX really in memory of my father, but it was a great tool for me during my time of COVID, of journaling and checking in and understanding the medications and the different protocols and uh, having reminders uh, there in the palm of my hand to help me through that time period. Wow. Wow, David, that is such a beautiful journey. And I, what I love most about uh, your story is how you're able to pivot in those moments of heartbreaking and challenges. And you really create something incredibly beautiful, not only you know, in honor of your father, but also honor all the patients, yourself, including all of us. I, I really enjoy that. And um, I really wanted to pivot our question now a little bit to um, the entrepreneur journey, because you inside to me is this badass, this someone that truly nothing can, nothing can stop you, nothing can break you. You just, it's a problem, you solve it. Or if you fall, it's a challenge, you learn, you keep going. Like I felt you always give me that mentality of whether yeah. it's first consulting business and then uh, jump on starting something new. You know, the moment of you want to pick up a career, um, your father passed away, you quickly start something completely new. So I'm curious, first of all, um, do you always know you want to be an entrepreneur? That's one. And secondly, you talk about, you know, what is the biggest, biggest challenging, ch like challenging moment that you have during entrepreneur journey throughout the whole process? Yeah, I, I can't say uh, I did it. I didn't know about entrepreneurship growing up. Uh, that wasn't uh, a role, a role model in front mm -hmm. of me growing up. It was more labor workers within my family or executives, mm -hmm. stuff like this. Uh, so having the concept and idea of an entrepreneur wasn't there. I think the military uh, definitely grew me uh, for that type of mindset um, entrepreneurship uh, because of their transition, the fast pace and the role I was in, not just in communications, but sort of troubleshooting and uh creating solutions and we didn't call them applications back then it was voice and data solutions uh, creating applications and just having that analytic and technical mindset to to look at things in a different way and try to try to solve it right mm -hmm. uh, but most importantly too what the military gave me was the spirit of giving back that actually started mm -hmm. in my military career so we had very early uh in the communicator school we had what they call was um, Saturday scholars where we went out into the community and mentored kids on Saturday. Wow. Um, the Navy had a very strong influence on me on giving back to the community. And that's mm -hmm. carried throughout my career altogether. The hardest thing in entrepreneurship 
is really probably, uh, there could be a tie, but I think mental health is, is big uh, for entrepreneurs because there's a lot of times when we're isolated, we're lonely. Uh, we can't always talk to everybody about everything um, because if, if you share uh, the struggles or uh, you figure for two years, uh, Dr. Powell and myself were bootstrapped. So we're the one funding the company. Uh, mm. That means that uh, we have to generate the revenue somewhere or we have to take revenue from our savings and we have to make choices between, um, you know, birthday gifts or birthday parties or going on vacations and stuff like this. Uh, you won't find people more committed to their passion in a goal than an entrepreneur who's all in on something. And this is why some of these accelerators are good because certain people will phase out. Um, and you really have to have that grit and that stick to 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 take that journey and to see it all the way through uh, the, the, the ebbs and flows. Uh, but, you know, I go back to the, the, the mental health aspect of it because it's, there's, it's not always, you, you have to be able to identify good things throughout the day uh, mm -hmm. and embrace that uh, because there's not a lot of big wins. Um, you know, those are few and far between and over time they become shorter. Uh, but having that mental, uh, the, the positive outlook on life about your journey, about failures are actually better teachers from an opportunity mm -hmm. standpoint to look at things like this. Um, it, you really become stronger. Not everybody can embrace that. And I can tell you, uh, my family has made a lot of sacrifices based off my choices to be an entrepreneur. And it's not that an entrepreneur goes in this by themselves. They take everybody with them, their wife, their kids, everybody's on that journey. Um, you know, and this means times are going without insurance or, um, you know, just different challenges uh, that mm -hmm. one may face. Um, so it's, it's definitely a difficult path. Uh, mm -hmm. And the reward is in the daily pursuit, the discipline, in uh, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that those efforts uh, and that discipline uh, will provide an outcome that's favorable later on. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you, you know, when you look at uh, uh, a corporate position, there's a lot of comfort there. There's a lot of reassurance there uh, mm -hmm. that you give up. Um, but yeah, it's, I would say the, the mental side of it. Um, uh, so because of that, over the past five years, you know, I've, I've studied on uh, consciousness, uh, awakening, mindfulness, neuroplasticity, mm -hmm. uh, all these different topics to grow uh, mentally, uh, to make me stronger uh, mm -hmm. and go down this journey. Um, and to be able to look at a situation and just think and understand there's always something positive here. Find it. Incredible. Right? What can you I do? I really love what you said, David. You know, one uh, saying that I heard is entrepreneurship is an emotional discipline. And I love everything you said here. And I'm curious, David, you talk about, you know, starting a business. You are not alone here. You're taking all your families, people around you. You are in this all in together and they are the top times that whether it's a you don't have insurance maybe it's you can't do this birthday party you can't go vacations 
how do you overcome like were you ever scared would that ever get you and how do you able to push through those small moments of feeling that you are not there right like do, do, because you kind of make a choice you talk about what is corporate that, that comfort but yet you are taking a bit risk how are you able to push through that mental oh yeah game? well how do you, yeah yeah i mean just I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago, I, I told the, our nutritionist on our, our staff, Lindsay, uh, she's saying how excited this opportunity is. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm scared too um, about this opportunity. It's, it's yeah. a big, you know, it's a big opportunity for us and we have to execute and you've been working so long for this moment. And then you just have to resolve, hey, you prepared for this. So it's just the, it's just the excitement of going into something. Uh, that's a little bit scary, but you you have to rely on your discipline and know all the work you did leading up to this is what mm -hmm. brought you to this point. So there's reassurance in that. But I think it's it's good to be open with the emotions and and to be candid with that small group uh, so that they can see, hey, you're a real person and these are real things, and you know there's no fakeitude about it, like. Um, everybody's touched by what we're going through and we just have to be real and honest. Right. Uh, I, I think, so. I, I think the downside to the military, um, and this is a hard transition point too, is that the military teaches you to suppress your emotions, um, and do things in a certain, you know, the discipline's great that carries over nicely. Uh, but the emotional impact, of the military and being reprogrammed. Uh, you're programmed when you go in, but you're not reprogrammed when you come out. So it takes years and years and years. Like I still make my bed like I was in boot camp. Uh, I wow. fall the same way. I, there's just certain things built into me. Um, and there's certain things we have to adjust and move on from. Um, and one of, one of those biggest things in transition is uh, it goes back to the mental, the emotional, uh, that mindset of mm -hmm. where I'm at and what I'm doing with and being able to say, hey, I don't feel good today. I'm down mm -hmm. today. I need some help, right? Mm -hmm. And embracing that teamwork of a collective unit. Mm -hmm. I really love that, David, you know, being so authentic and transparent about the journey you took and how kind of emotional discipline that has been for you and everybody around you. And I'm curious, you know, today there are many entrepreneurs probably in the, in the, in the hustle with you, he or she probably are also been through those one of those top moments that you describe. Um, you know, as entrepreneur yourself, been through so much, and you truly have this, you know, mindset and overcome anything that come to your way. Any advice, any suggestion you can share with our audience who are maybe right now in the trenches, maybe right now don't yet see the light, don't yet see the big win yet. How do you? What would you tell her or him? Uh, look for balance. Um, um remember uh, your health remember to go for walks you know some of the best things exercise your nutrition it's it's very hard because there's been plenty of days where i've seen the sun go up and go down when i'm sitting at this desk and i haven't even left the desk all day or i i won't eat well uh, and these are just things that you go through uh you're plugged in uh, and there's times for that, and there's things you just have to push through and grind through. But 
on a on an average day you have to be organized you have to be disciplined and you have to block time off for yourself and some mm -hmm. of the most creative times will be when you're going on a hike going mm -hmm. for a jog looking at nature looking at creativity in real life mm -hmm. uh, and how things are are making it through their transitions uh, through the seasons and stuff. So it's extremely important to get out and away from everything. Um, mm. And your creativity and your imagination will be enhanced. I love that. Um, I love that balance, Dave. I think we all need a balance in our life, whether you're an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur, we all need to find that sense of balance and knowing that, you know, every day is a fresh new start. Um, you talk about um, failure earlier, Dave. You talk about you know those moments pushing through, and that's how you learn. That's how you continue to grow. I'm curious, you know, is there you know because oftentimes in life, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, we all talk about the big win, big successes, and oftentimes we talk about mental health or mental perspective. Not many people openly talk about the failure, talking about things that mistakes that we all make. And I think you know, by sharing that of somehow just give others permission to also say, you know what, I also failed too. And how we learn a lesson again from there to start the momentum, right? So I'm curious, what is the biggest lesson slash failure that you ever had? Well, relative to business, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things is learning what you can do versus what you can't do. We can do a lot of things and we can easily go out and figure something out and be a stopgap within our business and, and do something and wear multiple hats. Mm -hmm. But the biggest failure is, is trying to stay, for me, is trying to stay in a position and to do something that's really not my core to do. So I'm, I'm not a financial uh, guy, I'm not a CPA, I'm not a bookkeeper, right? So for zero revenue for two years, that's easy for me to do, right? <laughs> it's it's easy. Uh, but as we mature and grow, and even like uh, within the last company, the co-op, what I learned is I have to get out of the way in places where one, I really don't wanna be there. And two, there's better people than me to do that. I don't feel, I don't have to feel like I have to do everything. So finding the right people and not taking on too much for yourself. That was the biggest, you know, probably the biggest lesson I learned in the co-op is doing too much myself as mm -hmm. a solo entrepreneur and not extending out that. So, you know, you know, that's where, you know, the saying is being the business or running the business, you have to pick which one. Uh, you can't be the business and run the business. Uh, you have to decide um, and bring in the people uh, that, uh, can help you help you ex accelerate, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing, uh, you will go further by sharing, sharing the profit, uh, sharing mm -hmm. the margins. Um, you'll go much further, right? So you can you can go beyond a lifestyle business uh, in that regard. But that's the biggest thing um, is getting getting out of your own way. Right. Sometimes you're you're the problem. You need to get out and bring somebody else in. Right. Was it hard though to delegate? Sounds like you know when you are first time entrepreneur, you probably want to do it all. What sounds like that's a lesson that you learn. How do you yeah. able to let go of that? It's sometimes it's not about doing all. It's about trust because uh, you're bringing somebody in. Uh, 
you know, we, when you talk about financial, say more so than say product development, uh, they're both trust related, but on the financials, when you share that type of information, uh, that person that you're sharing that with, um, they have to they have to have that same mental fortitude to understand, mm -hmm. hey, it may not always look good, uh, but we can get through this and we have a track record of getting through this. Are you willing to sort of see the dirty laundry and understand <laughs> what we're doing uh, yeah. in order? You know, because there's days when you're in survival mode and mm -hmm. you just okay. have to make some decisions that uh, you have to course correct later, right? That you wouldn't make every single day. And you just say, hey, we have to do this if we're going to continue. We have to take this risk. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be willing to make the call, but the person who's seeing that has to not be scared off uh, mm -hmm. and say, well, this is too much stress for me uh, because we're not established, you know, startups are, aren't established corporations and they have P&Ls and, you know, everything's very fluid. Um, but, yeah. Beautiful. So we talk about lesson we learn, we talk about failure, but now we're going to pivot to think, well, David, what is success meant to you? And also by that, do you think you are success today? Uh, you know, that's, 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 that's an interesting word. Um, I don't think I'm a success today, um, but it's, it's also how I perceive the word success. Um, um, I tried to shift and look more at, am I, am, am, do I have joy? Am I happy within the journey that yeah. I'm, that I'm taking? Right. Um, um, th to me, that's success, right? Do I love what I'm doing every single day? Yes. So from that point of view, yes, I am successful. Uh, am I successful? And because I have monetary things or, other things that people look at and call success? No, but I'm not looking for that from a definition standpoint. I wanna make sure that everything that I'm doing every single day aligns with my goals, my missions, my values, and I'm happy in doing that. Then that's a successful day. And then I continue to do that. And I think in doing that, those other successes that people look at do, mm -hmm. uh, they sort of follow that behavior. Right. I don't have to sort of chase after it if I'm living it every day. Right. Um, so this goes back to uh, I mentioned early on about the arrow. And, you know, there's a little story is that um, I, you know, it's stressful if you just look at a target that says success and you're trying to get to that target, whatever it is. And you're just focused on this target of success. And it's like, oh, I have to get there. And you miss so much along the journey um, and you lose people along, along that way too. But if you just look at the arrow and follow where the arrow goes, that's, that's, that's pleasurable, right? That's, uh, that's more powerful that every day I can see that arrow take flight and land somewhere that day. And as a team, we work together towards something that day. And that just builds on towards something else, towards a bigger picture. We still look at the big picture. We still have goals. We still dream. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't get lost in the daily routine that we miss the mark. We follow that arrow directly into the, the bullseye. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. I love that, David. I love that you said, you know, you don't want just looking at one thing and missing the journey. And Earl Nightingale said, success is a progress realization of a worthy ideal. So in his definition, when you have that worthy ideal, when you have that ideal, that goal, who you want to become, when you start, the moment you start this journey, you're already a success. And I want to say, David, you are extremely humble. As a serious entrepreneur, this is two like, successful ventures. Second one that just have revenue like this month, which is incredible in this space that you're playing. And participate two IPOs, launching over 10 applications. You are definitely the most humble person I ever met. And on that uh, same topic, David, I'm curious, because at this point, you in tech world for, you know what, two and a half decades, right? You probably see so many applications, so many entrepreneurs, so many startups come and go. You talked about emotional discipline earlier. I'm curious, um, what do you think that made most startups fail? And what do you think that made you successful today, come this far, come, you know, accomplish so many things you are accomplished today and continue to grow strong? What made you one of billions, if I do the math correctly? Well, uh, I think passion is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, that you have to have passion. It's more than just the idea. I, I see, like, I probably have a notebook full of ideas. But I'm not passionate about it. Uh, the last company, the co-op, it was a beautiful idea and it was successful, but I lost passion. Uh, and when there's no passion, uh, there's no air for the arrow to take flight in. You have to have passion. So I think entrepreneurs uh, run out uh, because they lose passion. Uh, and they lose passion because they they take their, their mind off of the, the journey and they start looking at the target and looking at the definition of what things should be versus locking in on that daily routine. Right. Yeah. Um, now there's other companies and we saw last year companies that raised too much money uh, from VCs that failed uh, very quickly and that went through, you know, 20, 40, 100 millions of dollars very quickly. And that's very disappointing uh, as an entrepreneur to see that and understand um, how, how do people invest in, in those areas. But I, I think it comes down, like I said, I can look at something, or I can hear something, and I can visualize, hey, I can fix that. I'm just not passionate about doing that. So I'm, and it doesn't concern me. So I will just leave it alone. Um, and then I'll, maybe I'll come back to it later and have all these inventions and mm -hmm. stuff like this. So I think passion's uh, very important because uh, if, if you're passionate in what I call enthused, um, uh, um, enthusiasm right constrained enthusiasm right that built up enthusiasm those those things will get you through um and why we will be successful um that's a great question because i think we as entrepreneurs we we may all say the same thing and it's not that i have necessarily i'm more passionate about this idea than your idea i think for me a lot of it is um there's multiple factors. We've had to add legislation change. Uh, the economy from, from a, a business development from a healthcare standpoint and uh, transitioning into digital technology had to change. Like my idea wouldn't have worked seven years ago, uh, mm -hmm. but it's a good fit right now. There's a good market window opportunity for us to move through. 
and to help push things in. So there's other factors that go into play that, um, and, and then we're, we're very passionate and it's, it's driven really by, um, you know, the loss of my father, right? Um, and having that there, right? And, you know, it's one of those things, I can't replace my father or I can't save anybody else's uh, uh, parent or sibling or whoever it is. Uh, those things we can't do and those things will always take place. But what I do believe we can do is improve the quality of life mm -hmm. in this transition period because we're all transitioning and we're all going towards the transition. But mm -hmm. can we improve? Can, while you're on a medication that has known side effects of depression, anxiety, weight gain, irritable bowel syndrome, anything like this, can we influence that time uh, to help you remain calm, to learn how to breathe from a meditation standpoint, to have better nutrition, to go for a walk, uh, to, to log any symptoms that you're having so you have better communication with your physician and their, that care team. That we can do, and that can improve and empower the patient and lift their spirits, right, um, to get them through the journey, right, to have better days, uh, even when with or without medication. So I do believe we can do that. And because I strongly believe in that, and I was passionately tied to losing my father, um, and people believe in what we're doing is a core team, and, and they all have their own story. It's just not my story that drives their passion. They have their own health challenges, as many of us do. So they're connected as well. Right. They're just not connected to my story. They bring their own story to the table that connects them to what we're doing. And they believe uh, that what we're doing is needed. Wow. David, it's so obvious that you have today have so much passion to serve, to support a patient. Uh, um, this whole medication process and, and really, you know, in honor of your father. And really, I felt you really. Um, transform you know the greed that you have for your own family to the love to everybody else that we all been through this challenging time is so beautiful and i think that's definitely what sets you apart and truly help you to be successful today and continue to win a big big success going forward so i really enjoy that yeah. and course, you know, david you know you are just you really just like keep going like in this whole journey you never stop right there's a problem you got solution you just keep going I'm curious, my last question to you is, what, what, what inspired you? What, what motivates you? What keep you, what made you keep going? There's a day that, you know, are tough, but you just say, you know what? I'm gonna get out tomorrow, I'm gonna get on my computer, I'm gonna work it out. What is the one thing that inspired you? Well, um, you know, I, I think, I, I think it's more about like you say, today's a new day, right? And I have a new opportunity today. And there's new challenges today. And I've, I've learned and haven't mastered it. But yesterday was a very bad day for me. Um, and you sort of slumber a little bit and you don't execute as well. But I know when I go to sleep at night and I wake up the next morning, it's a new sunrise. And I have new opportunities and I'm, I'm refilled and I have new energy and new possibilities are out there. Uh, and that's exciting to me to be able to just move forward. It's okay to linger a little bit, right? We're human. 
It's okay to soak for a little bit. Uh, it's okay to fall down, but how we respond to those situations, that's what's going to differentiate us. And that's what's going to fuel us to move forward. Um, so, you know, the inspiration comes from, hey, I have the opportunity to improve on yesterday and to keep moving, right? I'm, I'm not, it, you know, it's like those dashboards. I'm not starting from zero. I'm starting from learning from something and having the opportunity from learn from that. And how can I improve myself and the business and those around me uh, tomorrow? Uh, so so that's that's very exciting to me. Um, and, and knowing that, that people close to me have sacrifices as well. Um, you know, I, I want I want this to be good for them too, right? And it inspires me that, hey, we think we have a solution that fits the needs of the people and it meets them where they're at and we have to get it to market for them, for them to use, to get through these pilots, to get through these reviews, uh, to get through these regulations and everything because people need this every single day. Um, and that inspires us to connect. And this is one thing, you know, from our philosophy standpoint, uh, is different than say our competitors, where our competitors may come in from an industry point of view. We're always looking at it and it's, we're always mindful. What is the patient's point of view? How does the patient deal with this? How does the consumer deal with this before they're the patient? How does the caregiver deal with this when their parents you know, in three cities or two states away or two time zones away, and they don't know what's happening to their parents, right? So these are the challenges that we're trying to fix uh, and empower the patient. Wow. Oh, thank you so much, David, for sharing such a beautiful journey. You're just such a heart center and incredible entrepreneurs and really always focus on people, the customer you want to serve. And from that moment, I think any mountain come to your way. I know you will move them today and continue to make an incredible impact tomorrow. So I am just so honored today you're here with us sharing a beautiful story. I hope everybody enjoyed this uh, conversation as much as I do. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today. And I cannot wait to see you guys next Tuesday. Mm -hmm.